Welcome to another edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today, I am with Andrew Villeneuve. I just learned how to say that. And uh, he is the, I guess, the founder of NPI's Correct. Cascadia Advocate, correct? That's right. That's the blog of the Northwest Progressive Institute. All right. Well, tell, first of all, tell us a little bit about your company. Sure. So NPI is a 501c4 nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And so we're a social welfare organization. That means we're allowed to do unlimited lobbying right, and advocacy absolutely. under the tax code. And we were started 20 years ago. Right. And so we've been basically working to revolutionize grassroots politics in the Pacific Northwest and beyond for two decades and mm -hmm. have accomplished a lot of things. In the last few years in particular, we've had a, a notable string of successes. A lot of our early years were spent trying to figure out how to stop right-wing ballot measures in Washington oh State. And that's just basically the use of the initiative to torpedo public services. It's the whole Grover Norquist drown government right. in a bathtub thing. So there, there was a Grover Norquist clone in our in Washington State named Tim Iman, who's uh -huh. like another Grover Norquist clone in Oregon, uh, Bill Sizemore. Is he, he draining the bathtub? Well, he wanted to. Oh, okay. But, and for a few years, he was passing an initiative every year at the ballot that was like a deceptively worded, let's cut taxes right. measure. But we finally were able to bring his initiative factory down. And he's been off the ballot now for several years. Oh, great. And, and you did that numerically. Well, we what we did was we we figured out pretty quickly we needed to destroy Iman's influence in two places. First of all, we had to make sure the Democrats weren't afraid of him. Uh huh. You know, so how did you do that? Democrats are kind of a fraidy, fraidy people. Yeah. So we had, we had to do a lot of work uh, to convince Democrats that the, you know you just can't reimplement a Tim Iman initiative if it passes. Right. You can't just you can't just betray your principles and values. Right. So part of that was just you know working with people as they were running their campaigns to get them to realize what our values really are. So by 2012, we had a new governor, Jay Inslee, who you've probably heard of, climate oh, champion. Oh, I yeah. interviewed him, yeah. Yeah, so you've interviewed him. So Governor Inslee has been, has, it's the first, he's the first governor uh, in, in the last 20 plus years who has stood up to Tim Iman every time. And, and Tim Iman doesn't like him at all. Like he despises him because the last two governors re-implemented Tim Iman's initiatives after they were struck down in the courts. Right. Governor Inslee's refused to do that. Yeah. So it's it's a, basically a new a crop of Democrats that came in, realized, you know, after talking with us, we, we have to stand up to Tim Iman. I mean, the values that they hold, they know they're important. In other words, the Democrats are the spines now. We have Democrats with spines. So that was that was the first step is right. getting getting rid of Tim Iman's influence in the Democratic Party, strengthening the Democratic backbone. I mean, part of it was helped by the fact that Iman revealed himself to be a crook. Mm -hmm. And so then Democrats just didn't want to trust him, didn't want to give him any victories. Right. So that helps. Now, now um, Democrats have a tendency not to understand their own electorate and understanding the values that they stand for, etc. You're a polling organization. Yeah. And I think you're uh, and you can probably throw the numbers out at me. America is not a center-right country. Correct. America is not a center country. Correct. America is a center-left country, maybe, but we know America is a left country by values. Explain. Yeah, so, I mean, when you, when you look at polling, first of all, you can have anything say whatever you want. Like, a, a survey can say whatever you want it to say. Right. Data can be made to say whatever you want it to say. Right. There's, there's the old saying, you know, lies, damn lies, and statistics, and, right. you know. So data can be manipulated, and certainly we've seen that uh, right. many times. But what what authentic, credible public opinion research tells us is that people in America, by and large, hold progressive values. They might think in the right-wing sphere with some, some areas of their political thinking might be using the logic of the other side's value system, but for the most part, they're reasoning using progressive values. And you can find this out if you ask neutral questions, right? right? And so if you're gonna ask people like, well, do you think people should have the right to make their own reproductive health care decisions, the right? Is yes. People do believe that. Now, that doesn't mean that necessarily they agree with all of Democrats' policies, right? 
but it does mean that by and large, people want these decisions to be left up to individuals. They think reproductive autonomy, reproductive justice are important. You know, Washington has a lot of right-wing areas. You know, there's no totally blue, 100% yeah, the, 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 blue the, state. The eastern side, side of exactly. the state is pretty much That's uh, right. right-wing. Yeah, and, but, but, but in our polling, one of the things yeah. we discovered is that even voters out in eastern and central Washington, which are very Republican areas, mm-hmm. even they support reproductive rights right. to, a, to some extent. Well, look at what happened for every bill that's been passed in Kansas and, and, and uh, I that's think. right. Kentucky, yep. etc. They're all they're all progressive. I think there was one in Missouri. Missouri as well. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if we take a look at the United States of America, we know it's a progressive, and and the numbers, which is what your your in your company does, which is figure out exactly where people are at. Now, what do you see? Uh, let me back up a bit. I read somewhere recently that you're going to have a serious Republican challenge in the governorship of. Washington? Yeah, so Dave Reichert, uh, who's a former U.S. congressman and, yeah. and sheriff of King County, which is our largest county and our right. one of the biggest Democratic bastions anywhere in the country, uh, Dave Reichert is running for governor. He thought about it twice right. before. He was going to run in 2016, and he's like, nah. And then in 2020, he was thinking about it, and he's like, nah. But this time, he's running. Now, uh, you do the numbers. Why would you do that, especially since uh, right now the, 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 the Republican Party isn't such a good name. Yeah, so I think for this, it comes down to this for Reichert. He's in his 70s. Mm-hmm. He's like 72 now. He's going to be 74, I think, mm-hmm. 73, one of those two in the presidential election right. year. And he, he can't run in four years because... You're too old. He, well, not only would he be too old, but there's probably going to be a Democratic incumbent in there. If, right. he, do, if he doesn't run, right. the Republicans probably have no chance. If he right. does run, they have like maybe a little bit of a stronger because chance. Because it's an open seat. Be, well, because it's an open seat and because right. he is a big name. Right. And, and he won, you know, he won in a district that Democrats now control, which is Kim Schreier's district. Right. He was the congressman for that district for many years. But and he won in Democratic years like 2006 and 2008 against Darcy Burner. Okay. But it's changed. The demographics has changed, right? It has, uh, and and also that has become a more Democratic area. Yeah. So I mean, so what's what, what's the spill? Is are they just wanting the Democrats to spend some money in that area? Probably. I mean, I, I think for Reichert, it's like he can't. He just can't rest. The, you can't ride off into the sunset, you know, and call mm-hmm. it quits without trying this once. So tell me where America is. I mean, what I like to do is, I, especially to the younger folks who are going to be carrying the ball later on. Yeah. Where are we? You mean like strategically? I mean, the, the country, politically speaking, where are we? I mean, strategically would be one part, yeah. but, but also where where's the heart of America? Well, I think where we are at as a country is we're tr- we're in the struggle to preserve democracy, mm-hmm. to prevent to prevent neo-fascists from taking over. Right. And so th- this is the battle of our time, basically. Joe Biden called it the battle of the soul of America. Mm-hmm. That's not a, an accurate description at all. And I think you know, young people are looking at the country and going, "What what is there for us in twenty years or fifty years? We don't we don't right. know." I mean, it. It's very easy as a Gen Z or, or a millennial, right. millennial to be like, will Social Security be there for me? Will, th- will there be a will there be a place to live in the southern states? Right. You know, with the climate crisis getting worse all the time. So I think where we're at is we're a country that's hungry for progressive change, but it's it's out of reach in many places because of things like gerrymandering, uh, because Republicans have done this all this culture war stuff to distract people from what the real issues are, and their framing is prevalent in almost all media. Right. So that means you know that we struggle uphill to get like 
we, we have to spend maybe 20 minutes explaining what our ideas are. Republicans right. need to say a few words and everyone knows what their ideas are because right. they've already cemented those ideas in the consciousness. Well, Frank Luntz, uh, you can hate Frank Luntz, but you got to love his intellect when it comes to how to wordsmith, right? I mean, Frank Luntz uh, is, is a master of mm -hmm. framing. And, you know, George Lakoff has said we need to pay attention to what he's doing and study him. Lakoff himself is good. Unfortunately, Lakoff has never got the, tr the throughput in the in the uh, on the left that, uh, let's say, Frank Lund says his books are great. And, and by gosh, the reality is I, uh, I, I think it is important for us to learn how to do exactly that. Actually, that's why I wrote some of those books there, because we have to be able to talk to the other side and present the case. Correct. Now, give me a closer. Well, you know, I think we've got to be able to reframe effectively, you know, like like climate change, for example, we say climate damage at NPI. We just right. we, we want people to understand this is a this is a crisis. Let me stop you right there. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I don't I don't think people understand that that is a Frank Luntz move. Right. All That's right. True. I call our legislature legislators in Texas assassins, murderers, because if folks don't have health care that is already paid for and available for them in the state of Texas, we don't get the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, which means we lose over three, yeah. 400 people per year. The blood of those people are the hands on those who murdered them. And that's our legislators. That's how we refer to it. Thank you. It is essential that we start naming things as they are. And just that one word, yes, I know, completely revolutionizes. Correct. What you've said, and it's not, and it's not about the words. I want to emphasize that the words are flags; they right. evoke frames. Yes. And so, what you're doing when you say the correct word is you're evoking the frame. A lot of people think, oh, it's just semantics. Or no, it's not. It's not. It's not it at is all. actually what's happening. Correct. Andrew Villeneuve. Thank you so kindly for having been on politics. Oh, you're welcome. I remember to always reframe. <laughs>spend a lot of time deconstructing the news trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand we try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes it flies above the fray etc if you really like these videos that we do I want to ask a big favor please go ahead number one subscribe to our channel and number two please join if you can thank you so kindly for watching keep watching please remember to share